Hello and welcome to this enriching coaching podcast series by Collective Change Institute, otherwise known as CCI. If you're into people development and coaching, or you're a coach yourself, eager to master this skill set and build a thriving business, then this podcast series is for you. You will get to enjoy and learn from a diverse panel of coaches hosting each podcast episode, bringing their expertise, experience, and tips. At CCI, our mission is to create ripples of change, and we do that through coaches. Our intention is that you will learn and be inspired as a change catalyst yourself from this podcast. What are we waiting for? Let's go! Hello, my name is Lin Tan. I am an ICF Master Certified Coach, and I have been coaching since 2004 and training coaches since 2006. My passion and purpose is to bring out the change catalysts in people. That's you. I believe that everyone has potential and gifts to create a positive impact on society. I'm so glad to be able to accelerate your learning journey. So let's jump right in. Hi, thanks for joining me in today's episode. I'm quite excited to um, record this episode because I have actually never really talked about this topic. Um, Having trained coaches for almost two decades, I've actually never really talked about this topic. Now, when I first started um, learning coaching and training to become a coach, I didn't know what lie ahead of me in terms of, you know, what it takes to become a great coach. Like I had models, I had mentors that I could observe and they played a huge part in my growth, right? Um, and then there was also the coaching core competencies from the International Coaching Federation, which I was associated with right from the start of my coaching journey. And those would list out the skill sets, but because I was not really experienced, I kind of didn't, I didn't know what it looked like when the skill sets merged together and how I can then develop to become a masterful coach. So there's a lot of, I guess, just black, you know, when you play those gaming uh, games and then you have the map and then you have an uh, explore that particular part of the, the map or the terrain. So it's all just black, right? Um, you've not been there before. So that was what it kind of looked like. So after training coaches um, and interacting with many experienced coaches in Asia over the last two decades, I have found a simple way of describing what it takes to develop as a coach. And it's a very simple analogy that I hope is going to be useful for you. And the funny thing is I thought about this while I was driving because I was asking myself, how can I best describe to a new coach what their journey ahead could look like? What what does the, ten, the first 10 years look like? How what, what can they expect? Where do they need to put their energy in? So hopefully this gives you just a little bit more data, a bit more understanding to work with as to what lies ahead of you. And having said that, I'm so mindful that everybody's journey is very different. Everybody's journey is very dynamic. So the, the sequence in which you develop into these things are going to be different and you're going to do it your way at your pace and it's absolutely fine. But I'm fairly certain after training so many coaches for 20 years that you would definitely touch on these three areas. So let's kind of go right into it. I'm going to use the lingo of pillars. <laughs> we'll start there before I go into the analogy. So let me describe three different um, pillars that make up I guess the mastery of a coach, okay? So the first pillar is the coaching skill set or the competency. 
So this is where you have your listening skills, building trust, showing empathy, asking questions, facilitating action and planning, right? If you are part of an association like the International Coaching Federation or you came from a coaching school where you learned or you trained up to become a coach, they would have a set of coaching skills that they have determined make a good coach. So these are individualized skill sets and that's the first pillar. The second pillar is what I would call technique. And this is where you begin to learn to address cases and situations, okay? So when you sit across an individual and they are telling you about what they're going through right now, the situation in their life, that's where you, number one, need to listen to what as objectively as you can. What are they experiencing? How is their experience like? And understanding that it's actually very different from how you are receiving it and or how you would experience it if you were in their shoes. So first of all is the ability to listen and capture as objectively as possible what this person is going through. And the second step of technique is then how do you choose and deliver a relevant and appropriate way of addressing it? Okay, so we're talking about appropriateness here. If this client sitting across you has intense emotions coming up in the session, like anger or grief or sadness, right? Because they hit a truth, they see something. Like recently, I heard about this um, case where this lady realized in the coaching session that her husband was the toxic person in her life, right? So that, that's quite painful. And there were emotions that came up. So when that happens, what do you do? What do you do? When you have a client or a leader sitting opposite you, blaming his or her boss for his or her suffering at work, how do you handle that? Okay, so just to summarize, there are two things in your technique as a coach. Number one is how do you correctly case the client situation? And um, how do you then choose the right approach? How do you go in, right? What's the right spot to hit? You know, I, I have to say this, right? When now a very uh, popular coaching topic is often around personal effectiveness, time management. Okay, you know, a person is busy. I've got so many things on my plate um, or, you know, things are crashing. And a very common angle that coaches take right away or almost immediately is how do you manage your time? What's a priority to you? How do you plan your time? How do you go about your day? Right? So those are um, angles that could help the client's case. Um, they could be relevant. They could be appropriate. But are they truly, truly, truly the conversation, the conversation that this person needs to have to create a breakthrough? Okay? So with technique, we're talking about appropriateness and relevance to the situation. Now, the third pillar is optimizing the coaching experience to the coachee. So this is where we recognize this unique individual sitting right in front of us. And we all know that no two individuals are the same. Even if you're born from the same set of parents, simply your family, you know, makeup and your life situations create very, very different people. And they've done this research with twins, how twins end up just completely different. 
Um, so no two people process information the same way. No two people express information the same way. No two people have exactly the same set of values. So when we begin to recognize, um, and I and I, I really bang on this at the MCC level when I mentor um, coaches getting to the MCC level. Your ability to very masterfully coach somebody is when you can recognize how this unique individual through their very unique lens of the world and how they navigate the world has created a very unique set of circumstances called their situation or their challenge and therefore how they need to tap into their very unique combination of resources and talent to create a breakthrough. And this gets more complex when we talk about teams. How do you create, how do you turn teams around? How do you drive teams into high performance? Every organization's culture is completely different. And then the makeup of the team is so different. There's so many variables. How do you know what to go in with to create the biggest impact considering all these variables? So that's the third pillar optimizing the coaching experience with the coachee. So these are the three different pillars and they are um, independent of each other. Okay, meaning to say that you develop these three different pillars uh, separately. <laughs> so this is where the analogy comes in. And now not many people know about my background. Like what did I do before I was doing coaching? So I was in fashion. I studied fashion in school and in the first year, uh, we spent a lot of time learning how to sew individual components like a sleeve, like a pocket, like a zip, right? All these use different tools. And so the very first pillar, coaching skill sets and competencies, is that, right, can you sew a sleeve? And then, um, so you have to, you know, if you imagine workers in a garment factory, day in, day out, they just sew one part of the jacket or one part of the skirt. They just sew that particular part. Um, that's kind of where we spend the most focus and time usually as a coach starting out. We spend a lot of time just doing our practices and our drills to get used to exercising that skill set. Okay. Now the second pillar, the technique, is where you learn how to put individual components together to create a jacket. And um, somebody comes up to you and say, hey, I'm looking for a jacket. Can you sew a jacket for me? So you know, you have that know-how to put the sleeves together, the lining, the pocket, everything together to create a jacket. Yeah. So at this level, you don't um, have to spend so much time thinking and fretting about, oh, what am I supposed to do now? What skill? I've used this question. Now I've got to use that question. Or you kind of bring, oh, what are the different ways of active listening? Or what step oh, am I in the coaching process right now? You don't waste so much mental space thinking about the individual components. You kind of, that's already second nature. And the, most of your energy is focused on, um, uh, you know, what, where do I bring the conversation now? Okay, based on what the client is saying, uh, where does this need to go? What, you know, yeah, it's really that ability to flow with the conversation and flow with the client. Now, the third pillar is best described as tailoring. And tailoring is truly an art. It is a combination of technique and dynamics to create the perfect suit that would fit your client like second skin. So your client can jump in a suit, sleep in a suit, you know, move 
in all ways and all directions and suit just feels like second nature to them it's so comfortable they're happy with it so this um you know your ability to create a coaching experience that is so tailored to this unique individual is exactly that it's tailoring okay so now that we've put that into the analogy um you know earlier on i talked about how these three pillars are developed individually let's switch the analogy into a dj panel where you have different sliders so when you are more competent in a particular pillar the slider goes up so as you progress as a coach um, you know, you spend the first one or two years just really practicing the coaching skills until they become second nature, your slider for pillar one goes up. And then as you get more clients, you begin to pay more attention to, okay, um, now that I can not think about what part of the model I'm at, uh, hmm, how can I best crack their case? How can I best forward them in this challenge that they're facing? Right, so your skill sets come together very naturally um, as you try to crack that case. Right, so that's slider number two, how you're able to flow with this individual and what you're dealing with. And then slider number three is where you're able to optimize and create a very, very unique experience that appeals to this unique individual so that they open up to you in the fastest way and you can go you know, deep with them um, as early as possible. These sliders move differently for the different individuals. So you could be somebody who's really great technically. And so slider one moves up fast. Um, or you could be so really, really open to learning. And so as a new coach, you know, you find it really fast to get the different coaching skill sets, but then find difficulty or challenge in flowing. So I know some individuals like that where, um, they're very good technically, but then when it comes to being dynamic, flowing with this, how person A is so different from, oh, sorry, case A is so different from case B, they kind of brain jam a little bit, right? Hey, wait, this, this worked with case A, why does it not work with case B? And then you have individuals on the flip side who are so good with like different people, their EQ skills come up, they can flow, they can talk, they can build trust, but then their brain kind of gets jammed and they go like, oh my God, how do I, I completely get this person, I feel this person, how can I, how can I ask like the right question? What's the best question to ask? How do I phrase it? How do I phrase it? I feel it so much, but I can't phrase it. Yeah. Um, and then some of you are so, you get, you can grasp so fast this unique individual and why why this is happening to them right now. There is that wisdom in you and the ability to see through. Um, but it doesn't mean that you know how to coach this person. So can you see how the three sliders are very different? And this is where your unique coaching journey comes in because your sliders are going to move differently from the coach, you know, sitting next to you, learning with you together in the same program. So I guess with that, um, maybe get a snapshot of where your sliders are, which, you know, where, where are they right now? Which slider is up there which slider is lower which is the lowest which is the highest and just kind of get a mental picture of where you are at on these three pillars okay so the first point i want to make at this juncture is that you can develop these three pillars concurrently okay and some will slide out faster than the other okay now let's begin to collapse that and look at it from a progress 
point of view. Now, when you start off as a coach, it's definitely very different from where a coach is five years later and 10 years later. In your beginning years, you do spend a lot of time just practicing what you're learning from your coach training so that coaching becomes second nature. So it's just getting that experience in. Experience is so, so important as a coach starting out. Now that begins to transit into exposure. Okay. And um, exposure helps you to jack up your second slider and your third slider or your second pillar and your third pillar. Because as you get better as a coach, it's very normal for you to get referred um, clients refer to you, you get recommended to friends and teams and organizations. People come to you and say, I have got this leader and you know nobody can kind of get, get through him. Do you think you can work with him? And so now because you have freed up so much mental space in figuring out your coaching skill set, you now have more freedom to go, okay, let's see how I can best go in and understand what's going on and using my coaching skills, turn this case around. Okay, so the more exposure you get to really different individuals, different organizations, different cultures, um, different cases, extreme cases, that's where your um, mastery um, jumps a lot. Okay, so I'm really speaking what we experience here because um, hmm, how many years in? I think about 12 years in. I started to get called in to do turnaround cases. So leaders and teams that were having conflicts or nobody could work with, they would go, Lynn, do you think you can do something about this? And so I had to take on more extreme cases. And that was where I was really challenged. And I, I grew so much. I enjoyed it so much. I, in terms of, you know, it's not good enough to be good in coaching, but I really have to very fast, you know, in the first session, completely grasp this individual, how they think, you know, what I need to be and do to connect the fastest with them because it's the different formula for everybody. So I just recently worked with this leader and she's very, very intelligent. Um, and therefore her thinking is very complex. And at the end of the coaching, she told me, you know, if you were a coach, would just come in and say, all right, what's the goal, the coaching goal that you want to work towards? Um, all right, how do we get there? Let's measure it. And then just drive me towards that goal. <laughs> I would drop you right away. That kind of coaching doesn't work with me. But because you knew how to work with my complex mind, everything is twisted. It's like a plate of spaghetti. And you were able to navigate that and help me gain clarity. That's what that's the value that I got from working with you. Right. So she doesn't think like a normal person. And then that's where I grow so much as a coach facing these individuals. So that's where I I would assert, based on my personal experience of um, mentoring and coaching and being a coach myself, where exposure then becomes sort of the second part of the coaching game, right? So experience first and then exposure. So exposure will force you to very quickly have to tailor the coaching experience to the individual. Okay, so that's um, probably what you could look forward to across the next 10 years. Um, I would broadly, broadly break it up into first three years. It's a lot on experience, you know, three to six, uh, I guess, even seven years, it's just getting a lot of, um, getting transiting into exposure, getting the exposure in, and then um, just increasing your, the fluidity and the adaptability of who you are as a coach, depending on what's needed from you. So I'm going to leave off with a couple of questions. I really ask you to think about where your sliders are at 
And um, therefore, which slider do you want to nudge up? Which slider do you want to move up more? Is it pillar one? Is it pillar two? Is it pillar three? Okay, so if it's, um, you know, is it experience that's going to bring you there? So experience meaning more just repetition or is it exposure? And even if you are, say, an internal coach or you're a coach who specializes in a particular niche, I would challenge you to say, once in a while, go take on a case that's outside of what you're familiar with because you do need that difference to stretch and inspire yourself with something new and something different or is it really easy to form tunnel vision? Now, which, which um, out of the different pillars, you know, which one has become easy for you or easier or natural for you? And then that's why I want you to look back and appreciate your growth so far. Like sometimes it's so easy to look ahead and go, oh, it's so long. It takes so long to get there. It takes so long to be able to do what, you know, this other coach is able to do or what my mentor is able to do. But I want you to look back right now and look at where things have really gotten more natural and easy for you. And that's your slider moving up. Yay. Kudos. So I hope you got some insights into um, your coaching journey you know, I guess broadly what it could look like in the next 10 years and where you are at now, where you, where you want to go. I hope that my experience has helped you. And despite that, walking it is still going to be really different. So I give, I've given you a map. All the best with walking it. I will see you in another episode. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for hanging out with us on this coaching podcast series. If you found this episode helpful, I'm really glad. Be sure to check out the other episodes for more juicy insights and share this episode with someone who might find this relevant. Continue your learning with CCI by attending a coach training module or engaging a certified coach for your organization or your own self-development. Head to www.collectivechangeinstitute.com to accelerate your transformation. See you soon.